as we continue in our time of worship this morning, um, we can just remember that uh, in the last kind of weeks of Jesus' life, he spoke to his disciples and he said, take heart, there's going to be trouble in this world, but I've overcome it. We look to him because he is victorious over sin, over death, over Satan, and we can have new life in him. So we just invite you this morning to sing out with us as you learn these songs, and, and we'll sing this together. This we know, and he is one.
these words from the Apostles' Creed that we got to sing today to remind us of what we believe and what is true, what comes from your word, from your story. God, we love you, and we just lift up these praises to you today because you're mighty and powerful and so worthy of all of our praise. Amen. Y'all can have a seat, and we're going to invite our kids up for kids' ministry uh, through second grade, pre-K through second. Come on up. All right, shall we pray together? Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us here together today to be with our friends and to learn more about you. Please open our ears and our hearts to hear what you want to show us today. Amen. I've said this before, it's always fun on summer, summer break to see how many kids will be here on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I want to welcome you all here. Uh, my name is Pastor Aaron. I'm, I'm the campus pastor here at Watershed. And uh, many of you are visiting this morning, hanging out with us as a part of the bigger church. Because uh, today we get to celebrate baptism and profession of faith. And uh, even just as we were talking a little bit this morning, it, it takes a village, doesn't it? I mean, that's the beauty of being the church. Being people who are joined by Jesus. Um, we, we aren't just a group of people under a name on a sign. We're a group of people who are under the name of Jesus Christ, who we celebrate today. So uh, before we dive into baptism, profession of faith, though, I just got a couple announcements, a couple of things I want to bring to your attention coming up here for Heart Awake um, and Watershed. Next week, water, Watershed, we're having our third Sunday potluck. We're going to be outside at the pavilion so if you're interested in hanging out, we got some um, brats and hot dogs. Bring something. If you can't, don't worry. Come on out and uh, let's have a good time together. And that same Sunday starts Summer Service Week. If you're not familiar with that, we have groups of middle schoolers who come from kind of really Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, you know, Midwest groups. Uh, but we're going to have over 100 middle schoolers, probably more than that, because I think, you know, following that COVID thing, it, it, you ramp back up. I think this year we're finally going to be back to, like, the normal number of students, which might be a, close to 150. Um, and then we've got high schoolers who are helping lead. We've got volunteers. So, um, just be praying. Pray, pray for that week. Pray for those groups. Uh, Jolene, who's our speaker, Adam leading worship. I mean, it just, it take, again, takes a village to pull something like this off. Um, we're still, if you're interested, except, and I know Mary's accepting gift cards to GFS or Sam's Club to help make sure everybody gets food. Um, if you're interested in baking um, and getting any, like, treats out there, uh, Mary DeWitt, um, contact her, or you can contact the church office. Um, if you're interested in bacon, help, help in that way. Uh, that would be amazing. Uh, and then with that, uh, we normally, we, we, we take an offering every week, and we do it here at Watershed through boxes. We, we don't pass a plate. But what that goes to support oftentimes are ministries like this, are not only Sunday mornings, but 
all the things going on in and around our community. So whether it's giving at the boxes, at the kiosk, um, your help in doing ministry uh, is huge for us. And so I want to just say thank you. Thank you for your financial support. Thank you as well. We just had uh, Adventure Week, not this past week, the week before, kind of um, we don't use the term VBS around here, but, you know, Vacation Bible School. We had over 170 kids um, show up and about 40 that weren't, uh, haven't been a part of any church at all. Um, so really awesome to see that. We had over 90 volunteers uh, as well. So again, man, it takes a village. And so, I mean, as we're celebrating baptism, profession of faith this morning, as we're in God's word, as we're worshiping together we do so as a people who are joined together in, in Jesus. So let me pray for us one more time, and then uh, we're going we're gonna to get going in, in baptism. Father, thank you uh, that we can be here today. Thank you for the breath that we breathe. Thank you for your kindness and your mercy that has even given us this life but sustains our life, that allows us, um, Lord, to be free from the brokenness of our lives, our, our missteps, our mistakes. Lord, thank you that you're a God who relieves us of our burdens, who carries us as we're navigating them. Father, thank you that you're a God who is with us even when we can't see you. Lord, as we're about ready to celebrate a sacrament, baptism, and, and what comes of that in profession of faith, of owning our baptism, Lord, we're going to hear this morning, this is a journey. Uh, it's a journey. We go from not knowing the goodness and your kindness to knowing it, to, to taking it on for ourselves, and then to living in it and letting it shape us. Lord, we're all in a journey. And so, God, by your spirit, I pray that you meet us wherever we are this morning in that journey. Some of us may come in this morning. We're doubting you. We, we don't believe we're here to support friends. And that's okay. It's where we are in the journey. Father, some of us are wrestling with doubts and wonderings about who you are. And that's okay, because we're here in the journey. Or some of us have been walking in this faith for 40 years, and we still know there's, there's room to grow and to go. And the beauty is that's okay, because we're in this journey with you. And we know that, as the Scripture says, your patience is intended to, to give us space to come to know your goodness and your grace. So I pray, God, this morning through baptism, through profession of faith, through your word, that we will all be nourished in our faith and in our, in our spirit. That we would all grow one step closer to you today. That we would go from maybe intrigue and wonder into more confidence and strength, that we would move from maybe pessimism and doubt into holding on, Lord, that we would be reassured and given a peace. So, Lord, just continue. As you've been with us in, in our worship so far, continue to move in this space by your Spirit and through your kindness and grace. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. As I mentioned, baptism. And we're going to start with baptism first. Before we do that, though, I've got a box. 
And today's a unique day where we're going to celebrate profession of faith and baptism together. And that's what this box is all about. We give families a box. When, when a child is baptized, especially a child like Charlotte today, who knows nothing. Hey, Sam, you too. You got it too. And so did Cole. <laughs> you got this box. And in this box is sealed up promises of God for us. And baptism today, and and what profession of faith holds on to, is all about God's promises. In all reality, it has nothing to do with us. And that's a good thing. It's all about God's promises. What this water symbolizes, what it seals in us, is that God promises, first and foremost, before anything, his love to us in Jesus Christ. That he is a God who is for us and not against us. And in Jesus Christ, that wrapped up in his promises is forgiveness. Before Charlotte ever even knew it, Avery, as you've come to know it, and we'll continue to, you ain't done yet. (laughs) But in God's promises, what has been wrapped up for us, what's been gifted to us, is God's forgiveness. Not only that, though, God has said, yeah, I forgive you, but you're part of my family. We talked about it already. It takes a village, right? The church is literally a body of people. We are connected not by physical blood, but by the blood of Christ shed for us. We are one family together. Whether you're guests here today, whether you've been here for 20 years or two weeks, guess what? In Christ, we're family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. That's a promise that we have. So no matter where we go in this world, we are never alone. Not only is God with us, but others who take on his name are meant to be there with us as well. Baptism seals that promise for us. It gifts us with that promise. Now, the beauty is, I've already said, that God is with us, and that's, that's kind of the third promise in baptism, and that's the Holy Spirit, that God gives us his spirit, his presence, his power, his peace every day to be with us. Even when we don't know him, the spirit is with us trying to draw us to him. But God goes, man, I'm not leaving you. I'm not forsaking you. Charlotte, the comfort we have, even though she has no clue, and the comfort for you guys on child number three, yeah, you think you know You ain't done yet. I got 18 and 15, yo. (laughs) No, is that the Holy Spirit has her back. And that same Holy Spirit that's got Charlotte's back has got yours. Avery, the Holy Spirit has your back, is with with you, right? This is the journey we're on. We're talking about journey today. The Holy Spirit is with you. And then there's one more promise that gets sealed up in here, right? That we, we hope to come and learn and know and crack open and say, yeah, I believe this is my. See, Avery's cracked this box open, maybe, if you found it. Maybe. <laughs> See, I know because I was there when Avery got baptized. One of those crazy things all those years ago. Never expected to be back to watershed. And here we are. <laughs> But when we crack that open, we go, God's got one more promise for us, and that's eternal life. That we we weren't created merely for eight years on this earth, 80 years on this earth. We were created in Christ for eternity. 
Right? God, in the very beginning, wanting us to be with him forever. That's why Jesus had to come. He had to make that story our story again. Sin led to death and separation. But Christ says, no, you are meant for God for eternity. That's the promises we celebrate. These are the promises that are for Charlotte this morning. These are the promises that continue for you, Avery, this morning. So Austin, Kelly, Charlotte, if you guys want to come up. What's up, Cole? Hey. <laughs> Don't say it. Come on up. Do you remember this? Yeah. You want to dip your itch? You want to touch the water? No. <laughs> All it is, it's, it's just normal water. Actually, this is kind of special water. You guys went to, to Israel and brought some Jordan River water home with you, which is kind of unique. Jesus was baptized into the Jordan. And so um, that's one of those things that, you know, we can hold on to of our own faith, the connections to our history. I was proud of myself. When I was 18, I'm like, that's a little bit forward thinking there. But. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know you were going to get married and then have three. Yeah. <laughs> At that point in time, you and Alex were just tormenting each other as twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this water, right, we remember that Jesus is the water of life, right? As much as we need water to live, to thrive, to have strength, to be nurtured, nourished, we need this water to nourish us. And we know that Jesus is going to be the water of life that nourishes Charlotte's life, right? Yeah. You're doing good. And it's water like we know when we wash our hands, when we take a shower, enjoy a bath, I don't know. <laughs> it cleanses us, right? It's a sign again, a reminder of the promises we have that Jesus washes our brokenness, our sin from us. And in this water, we know that we're covered, right? While we're going to sprinkle her this morning, right, she's covered. She's washed completely, fully. Watershed, we say, freedom in the finished work of Jesus, that this work was finished for her. So, Austin and Kelly, I've got a question for you in regards to parenting Charlotte, as you've answered these questions before for Sam, for Cole. Do you promise to instruct her in the truth of God's word, in the way of salvation through Jesus Christ, to pray for her, to teach her to pray, and to train her in Christ's way by your example through worship in the nurture of the church, if you can say so, please say, we do, God helping us. We do, God helping us. Awesome. Well, Charlotte, I'm going to talk to you, okay? And I'm going to read these words for you, little one. Yeah. Oh, are you smiling? I'm hoping you're smiling. <laughs> for you, little one, yeah. Jesus Christ came into the world. For you, he lived and he showed God's love. For you... He entered the darkness of Gethsemane. He went on the horror of Calvary. And he went to the cross for you, sweetheart. And for you, he said, it is finished. Yeah. And then for you, he rose from the dead. And he ascended into heaven. And he sits at the right hand of God the Father. And he's always interceding for you. Yep, he's always acting on your behalf and on mine, and on your brothers, and on your mom and dads, and everybody here. He's always acting on your behalf. And all of this was done 
before you yet know it yet. Yeah, you don't know it quite yet, but God's promises are for you. We will continue to tell you this good news, okay? That's our promise, kiddo. We're going to keep telling you and showing you God's love and his grace until this good news becomes your own. And so the promises of God are fulfilled that we love because God first loved us. Charlotte Ann Van Campen, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Yay, you did wonderful. Okay, I'm going to have you guys sit down for a minute, okay? Because we're going to ask Miss Avery to come up. Sound good? All right, Avery, your turn. <laughs> no, this is awesome. We talked about this, right? I mean, to have this unique experience of Charlotte, a young daughter of God who doesn't yet know it, and to see who you've become. Um, I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again, I'm proud of you. I know your parents are beyond proud. I know your sister loves you. Uh, yeah, you're smiling at each other, so that's good. <laughs> and, and we talked, I mean, look at the crew of people uh, it, that you know loves you and, again, are proud of you. Um, but you've come to this decision, right? You've, and it's not a one-time decision, is it? Right? This is an ongoing thing to, to believe, to keep holding on to these promises, Right, to keep growing into the same thing that I just read to Charlotte. Right, that gospel never changes. It never changes for you. Right? It's, it's as true for her as it is for you, and we keep growing into it. So um, I just, as you keep growing, we're going to continue to tell you the good news. So I've got a few questions for you as you profess your faith this morning. The first one is this. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God's son sent to redeem to take back the world? Do you love and trust him as the one who saves you from your sin? And do you with repentance, so as a turning, right, and joy, do you embrace him as the Lord of your life? You can say so. Say, I do, God helping me. I do, God helping me. And then, do you believe that the Bible is God's word? revealing his story, revealing Christ and his redemption, and that the confessions of this church, we talked about what those are, right? That they faithfully reflect that story, um, the revelation of God through Jesus. I do. God helping me. Then do you accept the gracious promises of God sealed in your baptism? Right? I do. God helping me. Awesome. And then finally, do you promise to do all you can with the help of the Holy Spirit to strengthen your love and commitment to Christ by sharing faithfully in the life of the church, honoring and submitting to its authority, and do you join with the people of God in doing the work of the Lord everywhere? I do. God help me. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Van Campens, if you'll come back up. Folks, let's give them a round of applause. This is awesome. We also have a commitment as the church, and I'm going to ask you all to stand as family and friends, um, and I've got a question, a few questions for you. Do you promise to love, encourage, 
and support these brothers and sisters by teaching the gospel of God's love, by being an example of Christian faith and character, and by giving the strong support of God's family in fellowship, prayer, and service. If you can say so, please say, we do, God helping us. All right. As we normally do here at Watershed is we join around with family and friends. We stay standing um, and we lay hands on. So I'm going to kind of do this. I'm going to lay hands on here. If some of the family wants to come around, friends, um, if you feel comfortable, raise your hands up. Um, We're going to pray and uh, again, kind of show our support and ask for God's help and guidance, care <laughs> yeah, we, if we had to move, we'd just have to get rid of all the chairs. So. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, you are good, and your love endures forever. Your faithfulness continues to all generations. To all generations. Father, to see Charlotte be baptized into your promises to have Avery claim these promises as her own. Lord, what a gift to know who we are in you, that we are loved, we are forgiven, and that we have life. Lord, we pray that, I I ask this morning that you bless Charlotte, you bless Avery. Lord, Austin and Callie as they raise Charlotte. Father, I pray that you keep them, that you will continue to persevere and and hold them and sustain them. Lord, that they would continue to know your goodness, the smile that you give to them and your grace, that unmerited favor. Father, that they would grow in your peace in the midst of a life that goes up and down and all around. Lord, help us as the church, your church, be a support to them whether it's part of the watershed family, whether it's part of their, their family of, of birth and origin, whether it's friends and, and fr- people who have become family along the way. Lord, but Lord, help us to support both Charlotte and Avery in, to, in the continual journey of growing into your love and your life. Lord, we lift them to you and trust them to your care because you are able to hold them, you are able to help them, and you are the hope in which we live. We pray these things and many more prayers in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and all God's children said, amen. Amen. Again, one more time. When I was thinking about uh, this morning, and again, kind of the unique opportunity that we have, um, I was gonna. I, I decided we're gonna take a break for a moment. Uh, we've been in a series on prayer uh, here at Hardawike across our campus. If you're not familiar, we've got kind of three churches that make up our one church, and um, we've been journeying in prayer. We'll come back to the Lord's Prayer next week, um, but uh, just thinking about baptism, profession of faith. You know what, Avery has come to today um, where Charlotte's hope, we're, we're hoping and praying and holding on to where we are in this moment. 
I, I just thought, you know, let's take a moment today to talk about the journey of faith. Right? That, that life with God is, is not a destination. So my, my mom and dad own a travel agency, and it's called Classic Journeys. And uh, years ago, I found a quote, life is, uh, it's, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, right? And, and really, that's so much of our, our own self, our own life, right? It, it's the ins and the outs. It's not about that we've arrived with Jesus. It's then what does life with Jesus look like? What is, what is a life that, that grows in, as we'll hear today, the grace and knowledge of Jesus? How does that breathe new life in us? So, so that's what we're talking about this morning is just the, the journey we have with Jesus. Because at Heart of Life, we, we, we actually, in our, in our vision, is, is to say we want to see people join the journey of being found and formed by and following Jesus. So as I was thinking about that, I, I was also at my, my folks recently in Cedar Lake, Indiana. So Cedar Lake, Indiana, South Chicago suburb, where I grew up, next road over was State Line. The next road is 394, 294. But we were kind of a considered resort town for Chicago back in the day. And then the Dutch have just moved further and further south and now, you know, take over Cedar Lake. Um, that is Cedar Lake. That's gross. <laughs> just FYI. Like, growing up in Cedar Lake and jumping in, and I know we got Lake Mac. Lake Mac has its own kind of stuff, right? Cedar Lake is, is naturally uh, spring-fed. It's got a few streams that come into it, but it's got clay and dirt and sand. So really, when you put your feet down, it's, it's a shallow lake. When you put your feet down, um, you, you can almost audibly hear the... Yes, I got the ew. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, it was so gross. You'd be water skiing, and then I'm sitting there in a, like, you wipe out, and you're like, don't touch the ground, don't touch the ground. You know, like, it's nasty. How did it get so nasty? Well, the water doesn't refresh. As much as it's spring-fed, and as much as there's some streams that flow in and out of it, there's not enough movement to actually cycle and recycle the water, to refresh it. The watershed, the whole system, it doesn't quite work. I actually talked to our neighbor. His sister was our representative. And so when I was younger, I was like, can we do something about this? And she said, no. <laughs> the cost is too great, but now that there are more and more homes around it, you can actually do something. They are now dredging the stuff. It was kind of weird to see. But as I'm thinking about a journey, right, our journey, just like Cedar Lake, needs refreshing. It needs, the water needs to move, right? Otherwise, the ponds become stagnant and stale. Mosquitoes grow, and who knows what else is in there. <laughs> Peter, one of the followers of Jesus, and, and really what we I think is his last letter, 2 Peter, writes to the church. And, and I just am picking up two verses today. It's the very end of the letter. He says this, Therefore, dear friends, since you've been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 
To him be glory both now and forevermore. Amen. That's how he ends the letter. He says, be careful. Be careful because a lot of times people will throw stuff in the lake. Be careful because if the lake sits too long without being refreshed, it actually goes backwards instead of forwards. Be careful what comes into it because it affects it. Be careful. You see, at the time, the church that Peter was talking to, we don't know exactly which one, but we know it was the church. And in, in, in it, people were coming in with different ideals, different pictures, different values than the Jesus that they anchored their life on. At the beginning of 2 Peter, he says, hey, listen, I, this is just worth my time. I'm going to keep telling you this because this is what matters most. Be careful about people who come in with different ideologies and ideas, with different things that they worship, with different stories than the one who is Jesus. Because if that happens, you're going to be lifeless instead of full of life. Jesus is the water of life. Jesus is the one who washes us from the mess. Believe me, you had to take a shower really quick because you didn't know what was growing on you. <laughs> He's saying, be careful. There's another letter in, in the Bible, Jude. Um, how many of you ever heard of Jude? It's the second to the last book of the Bible. Jude, Revelation. It's one chapter. Sometimes you actually just see Jude and then the verse number. But Jude actually and 2 Peter, people, scholars just believe that these are closely dependent on one another. So if 2 Peter is three chapters long, Jude's one. We don't know if Jude came first and 2 Peter expands on it. We don't know if 2 Peter got a little wordy, so Jude, you know, decided to condense it. Either way, Jude is talking the same way 2 Peter or Peter is, and we hear this. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They're ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into a license for immorality. They pervert the grace of God into a license for immorality, and they deny Jesus Christ as our only Savior and Lord. Right? If we're on a journey with Jesus, if that's what we were created for, when Paul, Peter says, hey, don't let somebody take you from your secure position. In the very beginning in Genesis, Adam and Eve were in the most secure position you could ever be in relationship with God. And what does Satan do? He takes them from that position and his work in their life, their giving themselves to his work, led them away from God instead of to him. And that has been our story for generation upon generation. But what do the, the waters of baptism remind us of? That God has worked to bring us back. The story of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, the unearned favor and love of Jesus has been I, God's way of saying, I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to bring you back into my life. I'm going to pour my life into you. I'm the God who created the world, so I know what's best for the world. Right? I'm going to make it so the streams flow in and out and that there's not you know, all these farms. Because, yeah, we were, we were farmland at one time. I remember those days. Kind of like Holland. Used to be a lot of farmland, right? How many of you have been here long enough to remember that? <laughs> the long way around the lake? But when we look at that, right? It, it, those streams over time have, have poured in. Peter, Jude are saying, hey, 
over time, things have just built up. People have come and take you astray. They, they, they've, they've said, hey, listen, Jesus, well, that's fine. One group says, hey, his grace, his goodness, oh, I'm saved. I'm good. I can do whatever I want. Because if he forgives me now, he's just going to keep forgiving me, and then they take it for granted. How many of us have ever taken, come on, taken it for granted? Right, we can rationalize it, we can, we can justify it, we, we're great at that, we're, we, where we say, hey, listen, I, I, God's forgiven me, he'll forgive me again. Jude, Peter say, watch out for that. In Peter, it was those who'd say, oh man, you know, like, you say Jesus is coming back, coming back again, and he's going to judge, but nah, you don't need to believe that. Jude will go on further to say, you know what? Jesus doesn't need to control. You get to control your life. You do you. So how do we confront that? How do we live into, how do we keep the journey going? Well, Peter just says this, continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Right? Austin Kelly. You're going to keep raising Charlotte in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, in the story of Jesus, to grow in belief. Avery, you're not done growing in your belief yet, are you? Continuing to know what this is like. I'm not done yet. And Peter says, keep growing in your belief. Don't get stagnant in it. Don't, don't block up what are the waterways coming in? What are the things you're dumping into the water? What are the voices you're allowing to control you? What is the, ultimately the story that shapes your story? Peter's clear. It is grace. But it's also the knowledge of Jesus. Jude says that God is not only our Savior, but do we trust him to be our Lord? Do we say in one hand, thank you for saving me. Thank you for paying for my sins. Thank you for hanging on a cross, dying for me, covering me. Thank you for giving me a new life. And then do we just say, well, whatever, now I can do whatever I want? Or do we then also bend our knees saying, man, God knows, if God knows what's best for me, then I'm going to trust that he knows what's best for me and I'm going to submit my ways to him. Right, Peter this morning reminds us and Jude reminds us to keep growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. Otherwise, sometimes we end up looking like Cedar Lake. Jude, at the end of his letter, says this in verses 20 through 21. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith, and praying in the Holy Spirit, right? We've been, as we've been talking about prayer, prayers being in relationship with God, it's having a conversation with God, it's actively participating with God in life, right? So, so by, both by building yourselves up in this most holy faith, continuing to know about Jesus, to grow in him, and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love, as we wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Right? Because God's got eternity for us. Keep in his love. Is that the story that we're believing in? 
Is that the story we're repeating to ourselves over and over again? Is that the story of God for us? Do we believe today that Jesus has not only saved us, but do we continue to then believe that he knows what's best for us? He's our Savior and Lord. So as much as our journey is growing in our belief, I'm going to say this morning, it's also growing into who we're becoming. Who we're being. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now that's both knowing who Jesus is and becoming like him. Right? So if you, you, you ever get those sentences where if you read them slightly in a different way, they, they take on a different meaning? This is, I think, the genius of Peter. In one way, he says, keep growing in the story, believe in your belief of who Jesus is, his grace and knowledge. But then on the other hand, he's saying, oh, and by the way, keep growing in grace yourself. Be a more graceful person. Take the wisdom of Jesus. Let that wisdom be your wisdom. And how do I know this? You go back to 2 Peter chapter 1, and he says, be careful to just keep adding to your life things here. Let me just read it for you. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. To goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, and godliness, mutual affection, to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in an increasing measure, right, there's that growth. They'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord and Jesus Christ. Verse 9, but whoever doesn't have this is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their past sins. Right? Is Jesus shaping who we're becoming? Because it's not just about what we know in our heads. It's also who we are. Jude continues in verses 22 and 23 by saying this. So be merciful to those who doubt. Another way of saying that, show compassion to those who doubt. Those who are wondering and asking questions. Be merciful. Let me just pause there for a moment. How often are we compassionate to those who doubt? Or are we too busy condemning? Or demanding? Get it right or else. The character of Jesus says, show compassion. Because how many of us have been in that spot? Amen? Avery, you're still going to doubt. You're still going to wonder, right? You're still going to have questions. And what our job is as the church, my job as a brother in Christ, is to understand where you're at, to walk with you where you're at, and to continue to show Jesus to you. Be the best representation I can. Same truth for Charlotte. Austin, Callie, for you as parents. But when we condemn you for your questions, for your wonderings and your doubts, what happens? Then where am I going to go? Jude knows, man, unless we're merciful, unless we show compassion, we're never going to lead somebody back to Jesus. And he goes on to say this. He said, save others by snatching them from the fire. Now, Jude is making a point that the church actually, he's talk about the, the snatching them from the fire are those who've known better. 
Save them from following the ways that have crept in. Go fight for them. Go, go stand with them. Go bring them. That's why show mercy to those who doubt, right? Don't, don't go and, and, and go kick them out. How often are we kicking with, like, that? fine, I could go. No, I'm going to do everything I can to bring you back, because then what, what does he say again? It goes on to say, right, to others show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even the clothes stained by the corrupted flesh. What does that mean? To others, show mercy, compassion. If you haven't gotten the picture, right? Grow in your grace, in the, knowledge, in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus, right? Become more Christ-like. Show compassion. But for others, it's understanding that some of the times we're going to have to show compassion to people that they're dealing with stuff that, that has the potential to, to be harmful to us. They're, they're dealing with some sin that we might trip up in. So, so we've got to pay attention as we're paying attention to them. We've got to make sure that as we're walking with them, what they're doing and going through doesn't become a part of our lives. Jude's saying, listen, at the end of the day, be merciful. Peter's saying, grow in grace and in the wisdom that Jesus has. For those who doubt, and bring them back. For those who are walking away, go grab them, try to bring them back. And still others, go try to bring them back to Jesus. Because the journey is actually, the hope is to see everyone joining in. Peter will say that God's patience, I prayed this a little earlier, God's patience, what seems like a thousand, you know, a couple days, that seems like a thousand years, a thousand years are like a couple days. God's patience is so that all would come back to him. Peter says to us this morning, the journey is about growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Growing in our belief in the story of the one who has saved us, who gives us life, and our Savior. And it's growing in who we're becoming. We're letting Christ be our Lord, bending our knee to him. Have any of us arrived? No, not yet. Paul will say in Philippians, in that day when we see Jesus face to face, then he will make us fully like him. When we see him face to face, we will see him clearly. And that journey will come to to what seems like an end, but really will only be the beginning of eternity. This is the good news. The question is, will we continue to grow in it and let it become who we are? Let's pray. Father, thank you. You are our Father in heaven. You are good and great God. Thank you that you have shown yourself to us in Jesus, that that is the story that you invite us into. One of mercy, grace, compassion, forgiveness, new chances, new starts. For patience. For a steadfastness. For a strengthening. Thank you that that's your story. 
Lord, as we hear and heard from both Peter and Jude, sometimes there are some people who just don't want that to be the story. And they're committed and content to try to drive us away from that story. Lord, we pray for them this morning. As we're going to hear later on in our, our prayer series, Lord, we, we pray for those who seem like or just may be our enemy. Lord, we pray your grace would take their life in the best way possible, would change their life, would pour new life in them, that your grace that we know will be theirs, that that new life would bring joy and hope. As Jude said, help us to be careful too, though, that what comes into our lives, Lord, we, we always remember that you're the Lord. You're, you're the one leading us. And so we've got to keep bending our knee. Lord, give us the strength to keep bending our knee to, you, to your will, to your ways. That isn't easy, God. Because at times we think we know better. I know that's true of myself. Lord, continue to humble me, humble us. As you humbled the church through Peter and Jude. To keep going back, Lord, your way, not mine. Your life. God, lead us, guide us. And shape us. And we grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. May grace and your wisdom be something that flows out of us so that we can be people who breathe life into other people's lives. And we stop poisoning the water That we stop pouring things into the lake that don't belong. That we help the water keep moving, refreshed and recycled. Lord, at the end of the day, you are the one who changes lives. But you have called us to step in and act on your behalf in this world. So if we're going to do that, we need your help. And we need to continue to give way to your life. So may your story of grace shape us, build gratitude and joy in us so that we can breathe that goodness into others, so that we can be compassionate and merciful, that we can be people who help those who doubt, that we can, be, we can help those who have walked away from the faith and bought into something else, that we can be helpful to an understanding of those who struggle with what we struggle with um, or, or, Lord, are doing some things that we don't even want to touch, but, God, that we would do what you would do for us is just relentlessly pursue with kindness and compassion, with grace and mercy, with truth. So that ultimately, Lord, as you desired in the very beginning, as you desire in the very end, God, that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks for loving us, for shaping our lives, for breathing your life into us. Father, and help us to breathe your life into others. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. We invite you to stand with us as we sing this song of response.
journey of faith is and always will be about Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Jesus is your Savior. Jesus is your Lord. He wants us to realize that. We're going to grow in that. There's never a time where we're not going to need his grace. Amen? Until we see him face to face. Then his grace will welcome us fully, finally, and freely. We will be what we were created and intended to fully be. And there's never a time we're not going to need him to be our Lord. To hold the world, to hold our lives, and to lead us. Will you keep growing in that? Will you keep letting Jesus be your Savior and Lord? Grow in the grace and knowledge of him, because to him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance, his smile upon you, and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Go in God's grace and peace today. If you don't mind stacking uh, kind of piles of two or three, we appreciate that.